We're okay. recording. Beautiful. Uh, welcome to another episode of Big Ten Frenemies. Uh, I've lost track, so I'm not even going to guess too. what number. This is uh, episode infinity. Yeah, just it just loops. Infinity. But hey, uh, so we're missing uh, Spartan Phil, taking care of some family issues. We hope everything ends up okay for him and his family. Uh, wish him the best of luck. I would say go green, and he would say go white, but we really won't. I can't. Can. Yeah, it just won't happen. Um, but we've been missing a little bit, and uh, one of our favorite times of year has occurred. March Madness. Oh, my God, the madness. And, and, and we were all a little skeptical on whether Ohio State would even make it in. I, myself, was a little skeptical. But that, that win over Indiana really put us in, and so that was great. Uh, and then walking into it, of course, we're the underdog. We're an 11 seed coming up against Iowa State. Iowa State's a legit team. Now, I thought if we were going to win, it's only because Iowa State was looking past us and going into the next round already. You know what? It happened. Yeah. It happened. I actually picked you in my bracket. I picked, I picked myself Ohio State. in about, uh, I think, 16 <laughs> of those. my 25 <laughs> brackets. I did one bracket, and I picked Ohio State. So Did you did you pick us to go get past Houston, though? No, I okay. didn't. I Neither did. did I. No. So, sorry, guys. I just... I just think next year you're going to be a bigger threat. But, uh, you know, we saw a great play, and, you know, it, it, it's a bright future for Ohio State basketball. Um, let's, you, let's, talk well, about, let's talk about Michigan basketball. First of all, I'm going to back it up for a minute because I don't think we ever did introductions. If you've never seen the podcast before, oh. this is Buckeye Drew. Hi, I'm Buckeye Drew. I am the Wolverine, Steve. That's, uh, that's, that's mean. Um you're so this mean. is this is Jordan Riles, our executive producer. He's behind the uh, behind the scenes yeah. in this. Um, He's what keeps us theatrical production that we put forth point. during football season. We do this weekly. We've been kind of helter skelter here lately. It, it. I'll be honest. That 62 to 39 thing kind of knocked me down for a little while. Anyway, back at it. Go blue. I was on cloud nine. Cloud cloud 69. And if you've not been introduced to the podcast, Andrew and I have an annual bet where in the loser of the Michigan-Ohio State game gets their head shaved by the winner, and uh, that hasn't worked out in my favor. So, next year, perhaps. Um, anyway, spin back to uh, current current times. Yeah, let's, talk, let's talk about basketball school Here, that is Michigan. Um, first of all, tip the cap to Ohio State. Winning that game in the Big Ten tournament, or did you win two in the Big Ten tournament? Getting yourself into the tournament and then winning the game was huge. That's yes. a huge step for Ohio State. That reminds me early in the Beeline era when Michigan finally made it in. They got a win, lost in the second round to Blake Griffin in Oklahoma. And since then, they've just been rolling. And I do expect that's going to happen with Ohio State, unfortunately, um, because they are recruiting very well. So uh, anyway, kudos to them. I will not tip my cap to the green and white team. No, we'll because, get into them. Why, okay, why yeah, you, okay. Why don't you pat yourself on the back and yeah. talk a little bit about Michigan, what you guys did? After Michigan had a heart-wrenching loss in the Big Ten Tournament Final, first two games in the NCAA Tournament, they looked great. Dominant defensively. Um, got the offense going a little bit. And, um, again, you don't know how good that competition was the first two games, especially Montana. But uh, I thought that... Um, in the second game, particularly against Florida, you're playing big-time athletes. You know Florida always has good athletes, and Michigan really 
clamped them down, held them to their lowest scoring output of the season. I think Michigan's done that yeah. like to nine teams this year. That was, that was a year. great game. Uh, I know going into it, we had talked a little bit about, you know, is, is this is this going to come off as just like football, where you guys have won so many times and hopefully you weren't pulling into Iowa State yeah. and, and thank you. passed. Them. Okay, thank you. And that is for me. Yes, thank you very much. Ooh, I would like thank to you. Um, we're doing good. Thank you. Can I get a water? Thank you. I went with the uh, the mini corn dogs instead of the wings. <laughs> I'm also coming to BWs tomorrow night Bubble to meet a buddy. So you are obsessed. Um, I'm, I'm crazy. They have new new trays here, new packaging. Yeah, they have anyway. a lot of new stuff. Yeah, well, that's what we're hoping. We're yeah. hoping for. Yeah, hoping for that. I don't know. Uh, but Bubble anyway, you, wings, you, were, we? you were saying you wondered how Thank it was going to play out for Michigan. Yeah, and and I was I, I definitely had picked you guys in every one of. I didn't pick in every one of my brackets. I picked you. I probably picked you in eighty uh, percent of my brackets. I just didn't think Florida had it. I, I, I think Michigan is too powerful of a team for Florida. I actually have you guys going most of the way. I'm gonna lie. Well, I think Michigan's got a great chance. Um, Texas Tech is the game Thursday night, and they right now the Ken, Ken Palm Palm ratings. If you pay attention to those, Michigan's ranked number one in the country in defense. Texas Tech's ranked number two in the country in defense. So people are saying the first team to 30 is going to win, you know. Yeah. But um, it will be a defensive struggle. Texas Tech's 28 and six. They've had a great year. I don't know a lot about their team other than they play I'll great defense. I'll tell you, defense. they got some shooters. They got some outside shooters. And I know we've discussed how that has been a problem in the past few games for you guys. And so that that's one thing I think. I think it's not just going to be the D. I think it's going to be whoever has the hot hand uh, hitting the threes. Who can actually hit some yeah. threes, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting, but I like Michigan's odds. If they do get past that game, uh, they would most likely play Gonzaga uh, or Florida State. And then if they get past that, they'd play Michigan State or Duke most likely. So um, anyway, another exciting NCAA tournament run for Michigan. Can't wait to see what happens. Now that we get to talk about them. Oh, yeah. So, since Phil's not here, we're going to fill in. Get it? Get it? Get it? All right. <laughs> so, Michigan did lose in the Big Ten tournament to one of their rivals, Michigan State. Now, obviously, there was a lot of cheating on Michigan State's part. <laughs> yeah, that's all they do. It's all the, the what, I, it, it, Izzo paid people off, you know, is what it is. Here's my thing with Michigan State. Set all along all year. They're tough. They're gritty. They have a great team. I hate the fact they went 3-0 against Michigan for whatever reason. Those teams on paper are very even. Michigan State is a bad matchup for Michigan. They must be. They've beaten us three times, right? They've beaten Michigan three times. Um, if the teams meet in the Final Four, I will have a hard time even watching. I'll be so freaking nervous and on edge. And I, I But I think that my pride in, in Michigan has to say it can be extremely difficult to beat a team that good for a fourth time. But who knows? They could. Right. But <laughs> I'll be honest. They they almost didn't make it past Bradley. I know. They struggled with Bradley. And, and, and this is, is, seems to be a common theme where they either struggle or lose yeah. to a, a, sorry, a nobody. We'll, we'll call you an underdog. An underdog team. And Brad, Bradley should have won that game, if you ask me. They, they, they held it for so long, but... You know, Michigan put on the boosters, but I don't think Michigan can or Michigan State can keep that up. The, it, 
they're probably going to face off against Duke. And honestly, I don't see them beating Duke. Now, UCF had a, a phenomenal game, which they should have beat Duke. Yeah. And yes, people are saying, okay, this is the blueprint of how to beat Duke. No, you can't just sum that down. Coach K isn't just going to be like, oh, yep, now you know all of our secrets. What? Yeah, no. unless you have a seven foot six center like Central Florida that yeah. can just swat away every shot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seven foot, that guy's a giant, right? Man. Yeah. Oh so, my God. so I'm sorry, I don't see Michigan State making that far. It'd be great for someone from the Big Ten to do that, but I don't see I, I don't see Michigan State. I, I need to bring something up about Michigan State. I is it that you my hate friend them? Phil? I I hate Michigan State <laughs> and. Um, my friend Phil, who's not here today, hates Michigan. So, um, and Andrew hates Michigan as well, and I, I hate Ohio State as well. Uh -huh. um, but we're all friends, and we're enemies, hence frenemies. So, oh, is that where that comes anyway, from? yeah. But um, I will admit, and I've admitted many times, it's hard for me to look at these situations objective without amazing blue glasses because I do have such a love for the team and the school. Phil will never admit that he he says he doesn't have that for Michigan State. He can look at it objectively. No. I'll argue that when he gets back again because Phil's been tweeting with me the Tom Izzo thing. Now, I I hate this because they don't want to come off as like soft. I don't have any problem with coaches yelling at their players. It's been happening since the beginning of time. Yeah, what's wrong with it's that? It's what happens in coaching, right? Yeah. It happens. I mean, How are you it, supposed to learn if you're not yelled at? Exactly. <laughs> I'll, I, I was yelled at when I was a I was know, amateur at athlete every, in high school. Every sport and, I played, I was and, yelled at. Yes, you you expect to be yelled at. Yeah. I have no problem with that. All coaches yell. All coaches go crazy. But all I want, all I pointed out, and many Michigan fans pointed out because I follow Michigan Twitter, not a lot of them. I mean, a lot of them didn't. But I felt like a couple of times this year, Izzo crossed the line, and I felt like he did in that game when he was going after Henry and like pointing in his face. This, I just felt like he was belittling the kid, like in his anger and his rage and his face. I just pointed out, reminded me of Bobby Knight. You know, he reminded me Would a lot you of Bobby better? Knight. Would you feel better? I love Bobby Knight. I know. He was entertainment factor was off the charts. Yeah, not only with that, but he was a graduate of the Oh, that's Ohio right. State he University. was. And he was a great basketball coach. And Tom <laughs> yeah. Izzo was a great that's basketball right. coach. Now, would, you, would it help if, if you use the whole hand instead of a finger? Maybe. And about, you know what, what do you even think? If it what was, do you I don't know. Something about it just rubbed me the wrong way. If it okay. was in practice, I don't even know if it would have bothered me. But it just said it was like on national TV in front of the crowd. Like I felt like he... I felt like he wasn't really trying to show the kid something. I felt like he was so upset that that kid was making him look bad and his ego, and he's got this rage in him. I don't know. I just, I'm predicting something's going to go crazy with that guy. He's going to he's gonna cross the line one day and pull a Bobby Knight and get himself fired. The way He wasn't like this 10 years ago. I swear to God, I used to have a lot of respect for him. He wasn't, he was, he was, he could get in his player's face without crossing that line, and I just feel like he's very, very close to it right now. Yes, his players love him. But it doesn't change the behavior to me. I just want that smoking. Phil will have an absolute. He'll have a four-hour episode about now, now how you, wrong you I am. You said you guys have been exchanging tweets. Yeah. Are they entertaining? Um, not really. It was just me retweeting and criticizing Izzo and, and him, him and basically him saying, yeah. "Typical Michigan fan. It doesn't matter. Izzo's players love him, and you're wrong, and you don't know what the hell you're talking about." I mean, I, I think it's rare for. Uh, a, a team to hate their coach because when that happens they're generally going to bomb and then administration will take over and remove somebody so for him to use that argument it's like 
well, yeah, a lot of people love their coaches. Yeah. But, but a lot of people, like, it's a family. Yeah. And if your dad crosses a line and punches you in the face one day or something, you still love your dad. You're going to protect your dad. Even My dad if punches behavior. me in the face all the time. He calls it preemptive because <laughs> he knows I'm going to do something people bad. People do that. Spouses do that all the time. Like, dad, I'm 31. Uh, stop abuse hitting spouses me. do that all the time. They protect their the person they love. Their abuser. And I'm not comparing. I'm not saying he did that. But I feel like. You're right. My dad hits a lot Just watching harder. him, man. I just feel like he's. He's about ready to lose control. Anyway, a lot of people nationally criticized him too, and a lot of people defended him. There's, there's people on both sides. I don't think it's a huge. It's not a huge deal. It was just something I pointed out. I mean, but when you break it down, everything's get blow, gets blown out of proportion because everything hits social media, yes. the media, and they focus on that. So, whether we agree or disagree with it, it was going to be blown up just because of yeah. all the, the, the outlets they have to put that out yeah, there. Yeah, that's the way it is today. Yeah, one person has their opinion, people are going to side with it or disagree with it. And guess yeah. what? That gets views, that gets hits, that makes money. Even people tend to comment on things Coach Harbaugh says he does. Well, that one I got to side with. He does say a lot of stupid shit. To lob that up for you. Although, although I really like that, you know, in the off season, I don't have to listen to him usually. It's only once it gets closer to football season that he really starts, you know, spouting off. But hey, anyway, I'm looking forward to what the new year brings for him. Um, speaking of football, got some bad news, people. The NCAA has made one of the worst decisions of its life. They have opened up the floodgates by giving Tate Martell immediate eligibility. So, for those of you who don't know, Tate Martell was the backup QB at Ohio State. The Ohio State. Now, he decided to transfer once we got QB Justin Fields, who, by the way, has gotten his black stripe removed, congrats Justin Fields, and is doing very well at practices. But... So Tate Martell, after talking a, a boatload of crap about Fields and that he's not going to leave, he'll, he'll uh, stay and compete, decided to leave. So he goes down to Miami of all places. Now, a lot of speculation was had that he wouldn't have immediate eligibility, which I fully agreed with. Why? Because he didn't have good cause. He didn't have good reason. Fields had reason of why he needed to go. Now, you just allow Tate Martell to go through. So what does that do? It opens up the door to basically say, hey, I don't like my school here. I'm gonna leave. And you get immediate eligibility. It's always been city here unless you have a valid reason. Now, Shea Patterson had a valid reason to move on, which is why, okay, great. He was starting for Michigan. That makes sense. Justin Fields starting for Ohio State makes sense if he's the starter. He's still got to compete. But Tate Martell, it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't get it. Why Why? Why do you think the NCAA is going down this path? I, I don't think they want a lawsuit. I mean, I think it was the Shea Patterson one kind of started started everything rolling. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you have to have a reason. But who's to say that's the problem? It's like I think they just they don't want to they don't want to get involved in a big lawsuit because Justin Fields' reason was that a coach had said something racially oriented on that campus. It wasn't even, under, you know, a lot of people thought that was not necessarily cut and dry, but that they would never argue that because they don't want to be sued and like look yeah, like they're defending a racist yeah. or anything like that. 
I'm not saying he was right or wrong, but I think the main reason he did transfer was because he wanted to start, and he thought Ohio State gave him a great opportunity. Don't you? We did. So Tate Martell used another reason. I mean, they're all using these, and I think the NCAA just doesn't want to open up a lawsuit. Now they've opened the floodgates. With the Tate Martell one, now anybody's going to be able to transfer probably, right? I I don't see how not. I mean, who's going to stop them? I mean, what excuse would not be accepted at this point? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to have a, uh, or having a hard time with is, you can literally just come to them and be like, you know what? I don't like my roommate. Then they give you your own room. Yeah. There's a bug in my room. I don't like it. I want to transfer to school. I don't like it either. And I hope that they at least put a, um, a limit on this and say, look, you're allowed to transfer one time. Because you don't want people just transferring every year and not sitting out. And I mean, that's that's crazy. Right. I, and see, you know what? I, I think you bring up a good point and something I can get behind. I think if you want to give immediate eligibility to anybody, fine, do that. But it's a one-time deal. If they transfer again, they have to sit for a year. Yeah, and show just cause. Yeah. Why they need to transfer, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and and if they don't show just cause, then what? Do they have to? Do they have to stay at the school? Do they drop scholarship? You know what? What what happens? They, next? they lose a year of eligibility. Maybe they have to sit out a year and then they lose a year if they want to transfer a second time. Steve's a stickler. That's why we're voting him for uh, president of NCAA. <laughs> but NCAA, but but it makes sense. One time, and then it'll be interesting to see how many people take advantage of that. But nothing like that's been proposed right now. No. We're just no, waiting. but everybody's focusing on too many other things right now. So maybe yeah. there's behind the scenes that we're not seeing, hearing. But I got to tell you, I don't like the way it's going. No, I don't either. Like you just brought up, players threaten to quit all the time. They talk oh, to yeah. their family and their friends about quitting because football's hard and they're going through two-a-days and they hate their coach. Mm-hmm. And they just decide, I'm going to quit. This, this allows that emotional response to, I'm, I'm going to quit, to be rewarded. You know, like... Yep. That's what makes me nervous. People are gonna, kids are gonna make hard or like rash decisions and regret it. Absolutely. I mean, they're gonna transfer. Yeah. The beautiful thing that one of the reasons uh, I love college football uh, is that there's loyalty. This whole new idea takes loyalty away. You know, if you're looking to transfer and stuff, that's what the NFL is for. But college is all about having those players looking for that and. And yes, I've said it a thousand times, and I'll always use it as an example. You look at Cardell Jones, third string. Braxton Miller goes down. JT Barrett goes down. Cardell Jones comes in third string and wins. Not just wins the games, but goes on to win us a national championship. You can be a second or third string and still have a shot. And, and if, if it's not even on the field, prove it on the practice field. You get you get a rep, go out there and make the best of it. If you're going to sit there and, and, and just like, you know, wallow in this that you're not the starter, then I don't even think you're ready for the next level, to be honest. That, that, yeah. That's just my opinion. And right now it seems to be a quarterback thing, but you know it's going to flow into other positions. Oh, absolutely. And it's just it's going to be a shit show. Yeah. Listen. There's a lot of talent out there. We understand, and you want to get out there, but you need to find another way. I mean, 
if Johnny Manziel can keep finding a way back into football, I think anybody can find a way to become a starter of some team. God, I hate that guy. Let's be honest, he sucks. He does. He sucks. If you like Johnny Manziel, uh, I just don't trust you. <laughs> well, people always say, pick a school, don't pick a coach, for that very reason, because there's a lot of turnover in the coaching ranks. And yeah. I, we, I should, we should not be seeing as much turnover in players as we do coaches. Right. That's that's unheard of. It's it's college kids. Like you're not the pros. You're not getting paid for this yet. No. Like wait 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 for the big money to come in. Then pull you know uh, a Bell or an Antonio Brown. Exactly. Oh well. Um. No. Things to look forward to. Spring game. Are you guys actually gonna have one this year? Yeah. Unless it lightnings. <laughs> Are you guys, you're guys, it's spring break. Are you guys over in uh, South Africa right now? No, we're actually practicing. Michigan's practicing. You like go watch I, them after work sometimes? No, it's not open. Oh. But they're going to have an open practice on April 6th. Probably going to go to that. April 13th is a spring game. And this year we got, um, they sent us two tickets for the suite and for um, to, to have a tailgate buffet in the club seats and all that in a suite before the game, and then Jordan and I can watch the game from the suite. Wow! Not right. not because I'm the Wolverine Steve. Oh, okay. Even like, with the fame and fortune that hey, this Ohio podcast State, brings. Where, yeah. <laughs> what is this for? It's basically because we pay a gazillion dollars every year for seat licenses and season tickets. That's so, really cool that they do that. Yeah. Then. So they give us two, and but it's uh, just for the one game. Just right? for the spring oh, game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we get to go. I mean, I'm pretty pumped about that. So that's awesome. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Hey, I'm not when, a Michigan fan, but that's just that's just cool. When's uh, when's Ohio State spring game? I hope it's coming up towards the end of April. Is uh, it, ours is the 13th, though. Is it the same day? I, think, I don't think we're on the same day. Ohio State always gets a full but they house. Just, they just had their open practice for students, uh, which is really nice. It looked like some good showing. Um, I, I think the biggest takeaway is that... Um, so, I'll, I, I want to talk a little bit about this. I'm sorry, I'm going to go into it. So Justin Fields has been doing really well. But we also have Baldwin. And Baldwin was a highly toted um, uh, quarterback. Now, he went to the same school as Garrett Wilson. Um, So our new wide receiver, five-star. Well, they played together, and they helped win. In fact, I think he threw him like, what was it, like 26 of 53 touchdowns that he threw in a season. So clearly a favorite. So they've had some really good connection. But so Justin Fields in him. So that's one thing I like to see is that he, we're, we're getting a really good connection with the QBs on wide receivers. Don't get me wrong. I'm just bringing up his name because he's he's a freshman five-star who's coming in and already making a name for himself. But, you know, Olave, K.J. Hill, like all these guys, they're on point. And there's an immediate connection, which I'm really pumped about. And, and you see that when you watch these practice videos. I'm sure you do the same thing as I do. Yeah. Go home and watch, like, all the practice that's videos. Boring. Yeah, I do. Yeah, see, he can't help it. It's, 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 it's a lifestyle. <laughs> but I get pumped up when I see the connection oh, yeah. these guys. And then, like, Dobbins, who's just, like, he's so focused right now. And he's like, I'm going to be the best. I want to be the best. I believe he can. I think he can. He came in his freshman year and just killed it. You know, he, he, he's still just killing it. And I think, his, I think this will be his final season. And he's just going to break out. I, I mean, I, I, I think Dobbins and Fields will both have a name in the running for Heisman at the end of the season. How many years of eligibility does Fields have left? Let's see. Fields is a sophomore. 
So with transfer, you should have three more. Holy hits. shit! Yeah. Well, I'm glad that Paris dude is gone, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> he's faster than most cars. He is. He so, is. Um, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder where he's gonna go, Tim. <laughs> I don't know, man. Here's, There's a it, lot of talent in this year's. Uh, you, you you guys can hold me to it, and Spartanville, uh, you can you can tell him I said this. But due to the fact, uh, the way that the Michigan-Ohio State game happened last year, you won't hear me talking shit much when it comes to football season this year. I'm confident that Michigan's going to have a very good season. Yeah, I'm not going to say shit. I, and I don't <laughs> think I talked that much shit to you last year anyway, did I? A little bit. Did I? Well, I didn't. A, a little bit more than the years past. I, okay. Yeah, you, de- you definitely came over a it lot. It wasn't I, warranted, all right? It was, it was more just, so you were like, we you said, talk you said so this, is, this is our year, this is our year. We it it wasn't shit. like it massive talking like shit. But Jordan, I want you to, to remember this day. I want you to remember this episode. Like, because reference it. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, here's how badly the Ohio State Buckeyes hate Michigan. They purposely look like shit before the Michigan game. So that Michigan gets so excited, we're like, we're gonna fucking go down there and beat their asses here, and then all of a sudden it's like the freaking, I don't know, the New England Patriots of you know 2013 or I don't know whatever the best. It, it, it's like like an NFL team comes out of the freaking tunnel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like okay, that wasn't the team I saw play Maryland last week, yeah. or that I saw play at Purdue. Like what in the hell? They do it on purpose. That's their new thing. So this year, sure, sure. I'm not going to get overly optimistic until there's 0.0 on the clock, and I'm sitting in Michigan Stadium, and Michigan has more points than Ohio State. If that happens, then I'm talking shit. I have so, to. So this I is why to. I want this remembered. Fans, please remember this too, because I'm going to die in age. Give it three or four wins into the season, and and, and like uh, if they win their first four games, Steve is going to be talking. To, this is it. You're coming into our it's house this year. Well, the big house. This is what we're doing. Wolverines. It's gonna happen. It's inevitable because I mean, you're, you're like, you like me as a Brown fan. We get like a couple of wins, and I think we're on top of the world, and we're heading, we're heading to the Super Bowl. And in reality, it's just. Can we compare the Browns and the Lions, <laughs> and not the Browns in Michigan? Can we not do that? Come on. I mean, no offense to your beloved Browns, but uh, we did just get rid of one of your buddies. I know he's going uh, home to New York. Yeah, that's good for him though. Yeah, I like it there. Yeah. 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 I mean, hey, I, I'll be honest. Sorry to see you go. You did well, but I'd much rather have Odell Beckham Jr. than that Denver. was a. I think that was a win-win situation for um, for Jabril and the Browns because he he's going home. There was a big part of the Browns fan base that accepted him, but a lot of the Ohio State fans really didn't. That does make it tough going into enemy territory. Yeah. Like he was saying when he went to the grocery store and stuff, just people constantly giving him shit wearing his Michigan stuff or whatever. Oh, well, so like he should have been wearing brown stuff. Nobody would have given him shit. I'm just saying. Keep, use your head. You keep keep rocking the M, Jabril. You keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for me. Do you have anything else to add, bud? Uh, nope. That'll do it. Cool. Riles. Chip walk. Fire up chips. I guess nothing. I guess nothing. Well, thanks hey, thanks for, for uh, tuning in to another episode of Big Ten Frenemies. Hey, I made I'm it Buckeye through a whole Drew. episode. I didn't say anything inappropriate or dirty. Go blue. I'm the Wolverine Steve. That's inappropriate and dirty. We'll talk to you See? in Guess a couple we didn't weeks. Make it. Hi guys. When Michigan's won the Final Four. Oh wait. Bye. <laughs>